on the Flag on the Play podcast for Monday, June 7th. It's the first in-person edition for two of us here. We're together. All three of us are going to come together very soon to give you that in-person content. But this week, we've got you covered. Jam-packed episode. Julio Jones going to the Titans. Tons more NFL stuff. Weekend winners and losers. Just tons of NBA stuff to catch up on. Then, of course, what are we watching this week? Hot take of the week. All that good stuff and more. Thank you so much for the support. Keep sending it to your friends. Keep tracking the socials. Keep doing what you are doing. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. All the day long, hopping and a bopping and a singing his song. All the little birds on the Oh, every one of the officials threw their, their flag and look at people like, got a smile on it. Rock and Robin. Low Rock and Robin, cause we really gonna rock up tonight. Every little swallow. It is Monday, June 7th, and it's the Flag on the Play podcast. I'm your host, Phil. Joining me in person this time, it's the big man in the middle. That's Owen. How's it going, sir? It's going great. It's going great. I'm sorry. I'm a bit distracted. We're watching the uh, Logan, the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fights. So yeah, things might get crazy. You never know. A little green against yellow trunks. It's it's quite something. Yeah. And the pride of Serbia. He'll be joining us on Thursday. It's Alex. How's it going up in the north? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. I just got back and I had a bubble tea. Um, if you guys are wondering, it was a passion fruit green tea with the little tapioca bubbles. Then I panicked and I got pudding in it too, but honestly, it wasn't even pudding. a bad place. So it's kind of nice. Kind of stuck. Wow. There you go. Big bubble tea guy, as it turns oh, out, yeah. eh? Hydrated. Got calories on me now. It's good. Let's go. Ready to go. We always like to begin in the NFL. We usually begin with the little stuff. And I got little stuff. It's coming later. But for now, we're talking Julio Jones. He's going to Tennessee, second and a fifth, going back. Looked like kind of a good trade for the Falcons, low-key, because they have to get out of that contract. He's 32 years old. You think the Titans are up there in the class of the NFL right now, or what are you saying, Alex? Uh, I don't know if I'd, I'd be ready to put them up there with, like, the the Chiefs and the Bucks. Um, the Bucks, all those other teams that have been super successful. I mean, getting that wide receiver is good, but, I mean, until we really see, like, how he gels with Tannehill – how they um, split the balls with uh, AJ Brown too. Like you're going to have to see how that all works out and stuff. He is 32. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, but second round pick, I mean, I think that's a good pickup for the, for the Falcons. Like you said, they get out of that contract. Um, They're shedding some of that salary, bringing in the new guys. I'm honestly super happy for Calvin Ridley. Now that he's going to get, he's probably going to be their alpha there now. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's going to be a big year for Kyle Pitts too. It was kind of sad though. Just seeing, I was looking at the the Falcons Twitter account, and they I think had four posts in a row about Julio Jones leaving, and one of them was him like walking, and they had like a military style flyover. It was I just, saw that. It was yeah. it was a tough sight. Like I f- kind of felt bad. The social but, media manager, you were feeling bad yeah, for him. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He was in his feels. <laughs> so uh, shout out to him. It'll get better. I'm sure. I'm sure Pitts is a stud. So. You got there's hope in the franchise. Yeah. And of course Alex is hyped about Calvin Ridley to drop 36 against me in fantasy when you just start <laughs> him randomly. Oh, that was an all-time play about two years ago. I panicked, put Calvin Ridley and barely knew who he was and dropped a nice 36 piece on Phil. So that was tough. I still have tough feelings about that. But I don't know about Tennessee, to be honest with you, because I felt like what did him in last year was like line play. They weren't really getting after the passer and their secondary was a little weak and like they yeah. lost Corey Davis. They're basically just replacing him with Julio. Who knows how much he has left? I hate to doubt the guy, but I, I don't really this doesn't really change how I feel about them, to be honest. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to 12 year old Alex, who would have thought this was a uh, monster pickup by the Tennessee Titans because I never understood why they'd trade really big name players for like a second round pick. Um so yeah, I would have had a hard time understanding this trade because you I mean Julio Jones, big name and everything, but honestly, progression, baby. Yeah, he's making it. I like to hear that. I did a little deep dive because I was like, the Falcons, I mean, terrible uniforms. Not only are they terrible, but they're the new uniforms, but they're terrible. That's a rare combo. You hardly see that. Yeah. Yep. Also, I mean, they they just kind of have a cursed history. So like the 28 to three, you don't really live that down in like a short amount of time. So I was thinking, 
is it that depressing? Like, like, are they like in the class of the depression franchises? But there's two front runners, as I've learned. Houston, Detroit. Houston, no quarterback. He's not showing up. No team. No team. No, no team. He's on the commissioner's list, most likely. They have terrible uniforms as well. There's no doubting that. And do you boys know who the Texans quarterback is? Uh, Matt Schaub. Tom Savage. <laughs> You're getting close. It's Tyrod Taylor. Oh. And Tyrod, yep, yeah, he's their starting quarterback right now. And he said this week, I've been a winner in this league. Yes, I've had trials and tribulations, but it's part of the game. Um, when was Tyrod Taylor a winner? I mean, I think Tyler Tyrod Taylor's just kind of been known for preceding unreal quarterbacks. So yeah, if you're if you're a Texans yeah. fan, you're gonna get you're gonna get the probably next Mahomes. So absolutely. Yeah. Who's he traced up? Herbert, Josh Allen. He's had them all. Baker, dude. Baker. Baker. Please, don't forget well, Baker. Yeah, well, Baker's he's a different type of quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's pulling, he's pulling, he's taking a page out of Westbrook's book because Westbrook a couple months ago said that no matter what, he's a champion. Exactly. So, yeah. Take that how you will. Forget what you say. I'm a champion. I can respect that. Exactly. Also, the Lions, because they're all three of these have terrible uniforms. Lions are right up there. The quarterback's Jaron Goff. And I also found a website. It's called Detroit Jock City. And this guy wrote an article basically tearing apart the media because they were making fun of Dan Campbell. And he used this sentence to defend him. Quote, he seems better than Matt Patricia. <laughs> Is that the bar that we're setting? <laughs> I mean, Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia has to be the most hated man in Detroit right now. I don't oh. think anybody liked that guy. So... It's a low bar, but I mean, I think that's kind of like one of the entry level questions you need to be able to pass to be a coach in Detroit at this point. Like, I think they're going to ask that for years to come. Are you better than Matt Patricia? Yes. Okay. All right. We're you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I mean, they're they're obviously not one of the best franchises, but they do have that unreal fan that just shows up and puts in work every game. I think his name is like Line Man or something. I don't even know. I'm probably Detroit Dawn. Detroit, Detroit Dawn. Dawn. See, Phil knows. Guy, like honestly, one of the top fans in the NFL. I think they have one of those awards for sure. Puts in work, comes to every game, dresses up. So if anything, they have that guy, and they can just you know, kind of not build around him, but something, to, <laughs> something to be proud about. He'll be there every day. They do have unreal fans in general. Shout out to Tony. He's listening right now. Oh yeah, and he loves him. Other NFL news I got this week, though, is the Packers are wearing those horrible alternate uniforms this year for a game. Whoa. The Navy ones with the yellow whoa, shoulders. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who? Those are not terrible. They, they're downright disgusting. Oh, I love those uniforms. I love those uniforms. They're so, I, I they're think so they're pretty clean. bad. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I hate them. But It's you know a what? disaster. All right. Do you think it's going to convince Aaron Rodgers to stay? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Jared Stidham, quote, looked better than expected at Patriots camp. I love when they say that there's nothing better than when they say that. That's just cracking me up right now. NBA, NHL, NFL, whatever. When they just say he's looking better, like, wow, you, you know, you got your guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's safe to say the expectations in the NFL world are at an all time high. So we're expecting huge things from our coaches. The bar is set super high. Um, the bar is set super high for our players. Expectations are sky high. So, I mean, we got some good franchise expecting some good seasons. So, yeah, if you can look better than expected, that's yeah. a big first step. And better than Matt Patricia. So, yeah, those are the bars we're setting <laughs> yeah. right now. Boys, that's the NFL update. We'll hop on into weekend winners and losers as we like to do on a Monday morning. Who wants to start us off with the winners, Alex? Yeah. So, my first winner here is um, Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. I had no clue he was fighting this week. I just saw it recently. So he was fighting right before the Floyd uh, Mayweather versus Logan Paul match. And although he got knocked down to the ground uh, just once in the fight, it was called a tie. And he's claimed in the past that he's this multi-star athlete. And I think he really proved that this week. Um, he went up against a guy that has a, like a pro MMA background. I think uh, that Maxwell guy, he's like two and three. So Ocho Cinco really went out there, man, and uh, showed, us, showed us what he's all about. And then um, 
He also got the chance to say that uh, he could make it to any NFL team if given the opportunity. He's been saying that for like the last 10 years. And I just love um, players when they like leave the league. Every year they say they could make any NFL team. So he's keeping the keeping the trend alive, baby. That's what I like to see. He also said he's ready for May- or McGregor. Isn't that what he said? He did. Yeah. <laughs> one draw, oh, oh, and one, but he's ready to take on McGregor. <laughs> yeah. I think he also said people are too afraid to fail. So inspiration. He also, he ate McDonald's every day for like five years. I'm pretty sure that's true. And he played for the Montreal Alouettes at the end. I went to go see him. It was kind of depressing. He just sat there on the exercise bike yep. the whole time. But I took a picture with on it. My iPod touch, I took a picture of it. That's cool. So, if anybody wants that. Time. Did you ever catch patches from Johnny Manziel or no? No, they didn't cross paths. That would have been legendary. That would have been, that would have been unreal. <laughs> the commission would have had to like step in and be like, yeah, we can't have any of this. Pull like a Chris Paul, David Stern type thing. Yeah. yeah, get him out. Get him out. No. What do you have for winners this week, Owen? So I got, I we're sticking with the negative trend from last week. So I got, I got more losers than winners, but I got a winner this week, which is the MLB, the pitches. So I've talked a bit about the pitches. You know, it's like listeners know that's kind of a pet interest of mine. But uh, there was a graphic that was kicking around, and it showed the RPM, so the revolutions per minute on uh, all the pitches in the MLB this year. So like cutters, sliders, all the different types of fastballs, curveballs, everything. Right. And all the pitches are at record high RPMs. Let's go. So nice. The win, my big winner of the week, more than anything is just the grind of the pitchers. We've seen a lot of pitchers work really hard in the off season, get their velocity up, get their RPMs up. So just shout out to all the pitchers that have worked really hard and put in the honest hard work in the off season. So, Doing it naturally. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. No doubt about that. I'm with you. Boys, my first winner, it's the great nation of Canada. So clap nice. for us. We did it this week. Here's what we did. We beat Aruba 7 nothing in soccer. We're trying mm-hmm. to qualify for the World Cup, apparently. So that would be big. I highly doubt that Canada will make the World Cup. But hey, that would be huge if we could make it. Also, we won the World Hockey Championships in Latvia. So congratulations to us. Adam Henrique, who is playing after the game, said, I'm sure a lot of people counted us out which I'm sure is the case. We're kind of an underdog nation. We're new to the sport of hockey, so got to show us respect, getting on the grind. Also, you think I'm done. The government approved cross-border travel for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. And uh, Andrew Mangiapane, Calgary Flames guy, the MVP of the world. So uh, shout out to him. Wow. Don't let that go unnoticed. I wish I never talked about the World Hockey Championship now, you know. <laughs> and so many of the Canadian fans were getting rowdy. I know they were DMing some uh, pretty popular American Twitter guys, uh, namely Pete Blackburn. And I saw that they were telling him to suck it um, because they won the world. So uh, maybe let's a little go. overreaction there, guys. Uh, let's wait for the Olympics. And if we win that, I think we should uh, definitely go at them. But maybe maybe a little too early now. That's okay. Hey, <laughs> flex when we can. Last win for Canada, uh, Jordan Canada. She's a point guard for the Seattle Storm. Uh, as you guys know, I'm an incoming WNBA fan, and she yep. made a very nice pass when I was watching the game this weekend. So shout out to Jordan Canada. And was it on I, TSN? It was. It was on TSN. Seattle Storm. But she's not Canadian? No, she's from Los Angeles. I looked her up. but TSN should still put, put the little leaf thing beside her name. Exactly. Just Gotta represent. She's you know an honorary. Oh, exactly. I mean, that little leaf sign, when I see it, makes me want to watch every game. So that's what the, I like to see. If TSN wants to get me watching the WNBA, put the Canadian flag, put the maple leaf beside the person's name. So I'm all for that. All My for second it. winner this weekend is Juice. So the weather's getting nice. It's getting warm out there. And I just want to remind everybody that there is nothing better than coming in after a hot day, exercise, working, whatever, and you get an ice cold cup of juice. And I would actually like to nominate two juices as the best (laughs) juice, okay? Raspberry lemonade or any kind of pink lemonade. I'm putting that right at number one. Yep. And number two, I got a sleeper, Limeade. Wow. I don't even know if that's a sleeper. I that's love a, limeade. I love limeade too. All day. That's almost better than lemonade. It's yeah. like it's a more sophisticated flavor there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you, have, do you guys have a top juice? I gotta go apple. Oh god. Like an no. apple juice. Apple. Like I, a five-year-old little kid. If you think Owens is bad, mine, I'm gonna get so much hate. Uh grape. Wow. wow. So wow. good. So good. I wish I never brought up juice now. You guys are crazy. It's, 
No, but for real though, I was sleeping on lemonade for a while. I definitely didn't drink it for like two years. And then I had some like last week and boy, did that hit. It was so refreshing. So good. Um, it is temperatures were getting up there in the thirties, man. So, uh, lemonade really helped me there. Yeah. It's not, you don't need soda. You don't need Gatorade. You just need juice in the summertime. Good juice. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like it. Losers though. We got to get to the losers every weekend. Two sides to the coin. Who wants to bat lead off with the losers? Yeah, I'll go here with uh, my losers. Um, so, well, I actually just got one, but it's a big one. The absolute clown punk that is Budenhoser. Um, he said that he's aiming to keep his stars fresh. Dude, I said it before. I'll say it again. Why are, why are you keeping them fresh? It's the playoffs. You're playing against the Nets. What's going on? I said that they need to play Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis together for as much as possible. Guess how many minutes they logged? Just 20. Yeah, um, it's a so, joke. You're right. This is disgusting. He played Jeff Teague like 15 minutes. What are you doing? It's a joke. You got Irving and Durant who played 45 and 40 minutes respectively. And you got Giannis out here playing 10, 10 to 15 minutes less than they are. That shouldn't be like that can't be happening. Like, especially yeah. given who the Bucks brought in, you can't keep them fresh. They, they've, they, they trained all off season for this. Uh, I don't know his, he's trying to play, play uh chess here, but it's, it's not working for me. I just think it, he it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and, and especially given that Harden went out too. I mean, they really should have played those guys to try and take that game one, but like, they're trying to rest. Like, I don't know what's going on, but he's my loser. I agree. I'm with you the whole way through. What do you have over there, old guy? So first of all, <clears throat> I've got a big my one big loser of the week, or one of my big losers of the week is injuries. So we saw obviously we got a Lakers fan here or a LeBron fan. I don't even know. Not why. a Lakers fan. Not a Lakers yeah. fan. Don't well, put that LeBron juju fan, on me. So. LeBron could play for the Pistons. He'd probably cheer for the Pistons. I would game. be repping the Pistons. Oh yeah. So we saw AD go down and then come back in two games later, and then instantly go down again. So ultimately they lost the game and lost the series. So it was tough to see AD go down the heart and soul of that team. Best player on the court. Uh, Not true. Unfortunate to see. And Not then, <laughs> and then like Alex was message was mentioning, mentioning um, we saw James Harden go down and, and is this looked like he hurt his hamstring, which he'd hurt earlier in the year. So just an unfortunate situation there. Thoughts and prayers. Hopefully it gets better. And uh, I think we can all agree the playoffs are better when all the stars are healthy. So Amen. get that back. And then my next loser of the week is pandemic P. So I know what you might be thinking, Paul George, he actually didn't play that bad. And I actually agree. I think there's a horror movie called, um, it follows where you have to pass it's like a sexually transmitted disease where this thing follows you and attacks you okay and you have to pass it on to other people right so this thing keeps follow follows them right and it doesn't kill you and so i think and there's no sexual activity involved but i think paul george was able to pass on the name pandemic p to Kristaps porzingis in this series so very true for all our stats heads out there let me read his uh his, his stats from this series he averaged about 32 minutes a game, under 13 points a game, and one assist per game. Things are tough. The stock has never been lower so, for KP. With the, yeah, with about four total rebounds. So I think it's official. Our new pandemic P, the one with the curse, with the, the disease, with the with the pandemic, it's uh, it's got to be Chris Dapps. So he also huffs and puffs like he should be getting 15 shots a game like more. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's quite the loser here. Also just quick on Paul George. Um, he was exchanging jerseys with Luca and Luca did not give his Jersey to playoff P. Uh, <laughs> oh, he sure. did not at all. Oh no. Playoff P is like, here, I'll give you my Jersey kid. I know you want it bad. Luca. I don't know. Luca's face looked like he didn't want it in the first place. And Luca just didn't give uh, George his Jersey. So tough, tough, tough loss there. Yeah, he said he took it after the game. I'm not believing that until I see the pictures. I just exactly. think he didn't take it. So yeah. Also, I saw a conspiracy uh, theory on Twitter, which I love following up on. Um, many people think that James Harden's going excessively fast at the like basketball like post things. You know when he like runs into them like the stanchion, the, the stanchions, right? Wow. He runs into them and they think he like somehow injured himself running into that too hard. 
super excited for round two up against the Bucks. You know, he was probably hyped and yeah, he was out in 43 seconds. So maybe that's what happened. Things are tough. You don't want to be James Harden's hamstrings right now because you're getting a lot of criticism. I only got one loser this weekend, but uh, it's Travis Scott. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was at the Nets game. And uh, Houston sports are so bad that he had to go to the Nets game to support James Harden and cling on to James Harden. Harden gets hurt 40 seconds in. And then you would think like, oh, his guy got hurt. Like he's just going to chill out, like maybe sit down. No, every single picture I saw of this guy, he's jumping up. He's screaming. Hey, man, there's other people at the game. Maybe sit down. Maybe just enjoy the game like a good fan. Relax. I don't know what he was doing. So yeah. I don't Loser know his week. his uh, whole stuff with like the raging's getting kind of annoying. Like I get it. Like you can rage on the on the stage at a concert for music videos. In like Fortnite. Phil said, please in Fortnite. Yeah, in Fortnite, sit <laughs> down in your chair. Please be aware of all your surroundings. Like these are basic kindergarten rules. Keep your hands to yourself, and just yeah. sit and relax and enjoy the game, guy. Yeah, I think the uh, the model for this should probably be Jay-Z. Uh, there was a little clip going around where Kyrie gets this super nice layup. Or I think he gets a pass into a layup or something like yeah, that. Yeah, nice layup. It was a little reverse. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. It was a little bit of a reverse. And the camera pans to Jay-Z, and he's on his phone, or he's looking at the other in the other direction. He was looking at the other hoop. Yeah, he was looking at the <laughs> other hoop, and his head whips around. He stands up and starts clapping like he saw it. So Yeah, it was a tough look for the social media because they tweeted, Hove approved, and then you see him, and he's literally looking the other way and then he hears the noise and he's like oh yeah great play yeah he gets up and does a slow clap so i think he was trying to show up travis scott trying to compare trying to like keep up with him there so yeah he's like i can rage too yeah also we can't forget um i know this happened i think last year or a couple years ago but when everyone was making fun of travis scott for looking like a roach when he wore wore that like brown batman costume with the brown lamborghini so we'll never forget that either buddy no yeah he's he's a big loser this week yeah no doubt uh, we're going to move to the NBA playoffs because a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. Surprising. It's only three days, but the activity is a plenty. The Suns, they took down the Lakers. Devin Booker, 47 points. They got big minutes from Aiden, Crowder, Bridges. Chris, Chris Paul's looking healthier. You think the Suns are the favorites to win the West? I still think I'm going to go with the Suns. The dream is alive, baby. They're still making it to the finals. I hate you had them since day them. one. Since day one. Uh, I kind of wish the Nuggets weren't facing them this early. I wish they could do a little Western Conference for my guy Jokic, since everyone knows I'm a big Jokic guy. But um, I'm showing everybody the man I am. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm still going with the Suns. I made a choice. I'm sticking with them. Like I said, Chris Paul's looked unbelievable. Booker's been crazy. Like, you can just go to him. Just go to him. Just give him the ball. He doesn't need anything else because – I thought he relied a lot on Chris Paul, but now I'm just seeing that he gets his own shot whenever he wants. He scores. He does He does whatever he wants. Um, and I'm kind of interested to see how Aiton's going to play against Jokic. Like, you can't really stop Jokic, but I want to see to what extent he could limit him maybe. So that's going to be interesting. But, but wow, I think, this, I think this series is going to go decently long. I think I'm thinking like six or seven games, just given how well Jokic played in uh, game six against Portland. It was crazy to watch so it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a series yeah i think you saw a lot of bad takes on twitter about these western finals you know whichever team comes out of the western finals and whatever the finals are that whatever the matchup is is going to be boring but i actually think it's going to be really interesting because of how wide open it is and obviously my pick going in was the lakers and obviously they're not there anymore same things are tough for us man we're down terrible (laughs) yeah and as somebody who's just seen LeBron go to the finals every year, that was kind of like, it's kind of just a given that he's going to make the finals. So it's weird to see him out and to see a bunch of teams still contending. Um, and obviously I think the Suns have a really great chance. I loved what I saw from Aiden. I think Aiden's playing the best basketball of his life pretty much. And obviously Booker and CP3 and Jay Crowder and Cameron Payne are all playing at the, you know, the, best basketball they've played in a long time um but if i were to pick somebody to come out of the west at this point i think i would go with the clippers Kawhi's played too well i think i've seen it enough from paul george both defensively and offensively for both guys and i liked the resilience that they had against the the mavericks so i think obviously the suns could come out of the west i think any team that's still in could come out of the west but at this point, I like the way Kawhi's been playing. And I like the way the Clippers have been playing. Yeah. He's, 
just quickly, if I could add for our own, he's he's doing like that Toronto stuff he was doing. Yeah. Um, like he, it's unbelievable because there's few players in the in the NBA, but Kawhi is one of them. Where every time he shoots, you expect it to go in. Like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Um, and just to mention Jay Crowder there, I know you were talking about him a little bit. Um, I saw on Twitter that when Devin Booker dropped his 70 points against the Celtics, he commented on the photo and said, I've never seen uh, this many guys be happy after an L. And he called the, that Suns team a bunch of losers. So, And now he's on the Suns. So shout out Jay, Jay Crowder. Way to go. Well, bandwagon hop. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, forgive you. Uh, I, I think I'd pick the Suns right now to make the finals. Uh, I really like what they got going over there. I do think this is going to be a long series because I could honestly see any of the four teams left making it. Like you said, Owen, it's pretty wide open here. But this is my deepest fear, again, that I'm going to see another Kawhi championship. I, The last one was so hard for me to deal with that if I have to deal with another one, I don't know how it's going to feel, man. If he hits another like buzzer beater or something and it's like another basketball history moment, it's like I'm like, I'm trapped, dude. I, I can't escape this guy, man. He should be doing this for the silver and black, but you know what? Here I am, and it's it's happening again. I can just feel it. It's happening again. Thank God I didn't watch most of the game on Friday or else I would have just been depressed the whole weekend. Are you um, happy about his buzzer beater that he absolutely bricked? Did that make you happy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good feeling. When Rondo gave him the eyes in game five, dude, I was I was going to bed so happy. I've been uh, I've been seeing a lot of Toronto fans on Twitter be super happy about how well Kawhi's been playing on the Clippers. And, man, are they gassing the Clippers up. Like, holy crap. They, I, I was seeing no Mavericks love from any Toronto or, or Canadian people, really. I personally am not, I'm not cheering for Kawhi. I have to be honest. Uh, Let's go. I, I feel for Phil. Um, I did want to see Luca pull through. Luca's my guy. I want to see uh, the Utah Jazz pull through against Kawhi yeah. too. I don't want to see him win another championship with the Clippers. Um, I feel like he could have owed us a year maybe there, but you know, we'll welcome to that. the club. We'll welcome to the club. Time. There's gonna, I think me and Phil could dedicate a whole episode. And Owen could Phil dedicate a whole episode to that. So um, we'll leave that for later. But you know what, Kawhi, I'm going to be honest, buddy. I'm not cheering for you here. I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. That was fantastic. We're going drinking if he, but not in a good way, but we're going drinking if he does win. We'll just drink our sorrows away. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happened last time. So, yeah, you know what? That's okay. Uh, not to focus too much on the Lakers, because I'm sure everybody's heard a lot about the Lakers. But this uh, this was kind of embarrassing. Really thinned out behind the two stars. Sort of seemed like poor roster construction. Don't know what was going on with the bench, guys. Are you guys at all worried about the future of the Lakers? You think they're going to be back? Or just because they have those two? Or what do you think sort of is the deal there? You think they're still alive and the window's still open? I mean, I think that as long as those two are playing at the level they've been playing at and as long as they're healthy their window is open and i don't know i think it's a small window you could say just because of the health of ad specifically but you know and obviously they could put other guys around them like we've talked about rondo or maybe even if they get you know somehow managed to get cp3 or a guy like that you know what i mean but Besides all that, I think their their championship hopes basically rest with AD and LeBron in their health. And if they're healthy, they have a shot. And if they're not healthy, they don't. So, yeah, um, I have to mention that before the before the season started, I really genuinely thought the Lakers got even better. Like their roster yeah. was even better than it was so last year. And I was very confident that, I mean, they'd get to the finals again. They added Marcus Saul, who was unbelievable for Toronto. But I mean, they really didn't use him until the last couple bits and then they kind of figured out what he could do for them um drummond is a piece of crap like i i think the nba just shouldn't just the team should collectively not sign drummond because he's just terrible on any team he goes to um that did harrell i thought harrell was going to be a beast but that didn't work out either um so i i think besides lebron and ad who are obviously unbelievable players they've got to add some guys like they've got to add like like another star, I think, like Owen was saying, maybe Chris Paul. Um, I don't know if they go for Bradley Beal, but I really don't know. The, the also, the other problem is they don't really have any like assets. Like, I don't know what they could give up for um, like Kuzma's Kuzma has like no value now. So um, I, I think they need to add some serious depth and I'm expecting like some big roster moves here because LeBron, LeBron's not going to be patient. Like he still wants to win now. And yeah. You know, it's funny. Like we all killed Magic Johnson for the team he put around him. And 
there was not enough shooting on that team. And in a lot of ways, there wasn't enough shooting on the team that won last year either. And they, yep. they won because of their two players. And then this year, like they had nobody who was effectively spacing the floor. Nobody was making shots. Nobody was doing anything. I think it was Owen who told me like Montrez Harrell is basically just 2020 uh, or 2021 Kenneth Fareed. Like he's like phased out of the league at this point. He's too yeah. small. Yeah. Uh, because look at the size of all the playmaking centers. I mean, Jokic ran him off the floor last year, and even Aiton, who you yeah. didn't expect to be that good, I mean, there was no chance Harold was going to hang with him. So he's yeah. at a really weird spot. They don't. The, the only way they get better is by guys choosing to play there, and like a like they got to really pray that they can land a guy like that. Like a guy like DeRozan is like, I don't care about money anymore. I just want to win. Like uh, I'll go to the Lakers. Like that's the type of thing they have to really rely on happening. Yeah. They don't have enough. Yeah. To your point on uh, Harrell, I just think the league has evolved so much as far as big men goes. I think now every team is looking for that unicorn type, like a Giannis or a KD. I know he's not, you know, a center, but still big. Yeah. Yeah. A big guy or even like a Jokic. He's could be considered a unicorn, like a big guy that has guard skills who can pass and facilitate. And Harrell obviously is super limited in most facets of the game outside of energy and rebounding, I think. So he's um, just not very effective at this point. Just quick question for you boys on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being very concerned. How concerned are you about AD like going for like the rest of his career here? Cause to me, he's getting injured every year and the year they yeah. won the finals, it was pretty lucky. Yeah. No major injuries, but just little, like little nicks here and there. I, yeah. I'd be pretty concerned. Like a way that a lot of these, I mean, just look at his body like type. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty afraid. He's just, yeah. he's all like limbs and extremities. So, well, I said before the playoffs started, like he, every, after every layup, he'd be grabbing, pulling on to something. Like he just didn't, he looked walking off gingerly and stuff. So, I mean, I hoped he would have a healthy playoffs, but I, I'm not surprised that he couldn't finish the series out. Yeah. The bubble, I know we've talked about it a lot, how it's kind of was an extraordinary circumstance. But I think it really, really benefited guys like AD who are a bit more injury prone because I don't think he's going to get another chance in his career where he gets a three-month layoff or however many months between the regular season and the playoffs, essentially, where he can get his body right and then compete at a high level consistently in the playoffs. So, you know, I think outside of an extraordinary circumstance like that, AD really, really, really has struggled to stay healthy. And as he gets older, it's only going to get worse. So, like I said, that window is only as open as K as AD is healthy. Yeah. I also, I I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, not just cause I'm a Toronto fan. Uh, I feel, I really think they should have, they should have got, went out and got Lowry or, or someone else of his caliber. I think they really missed that. They did fall down. They did get the Suns. I feel like he would have helped, but even just in the regular season during that final push, um, it's, I feel like the the Phoenix matchup wasn't even that great for them to begin with. I feel like it's a different outcome if they maybe get Dallas or Denver, really, because I feel like they'd match up better um, against those teams. But I also didn't think they did enough at the trade deadline, given LeBron's age, given AD's injury history. They really should have added another solid insurance piece. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's easy to say in retrospect, too, because, like, again, you thought, like, we all thought they got so much better, but yeah. the pieces that they added didn't show up in the playoffs. Like, Schroeder was their big ad, and he didn't come through at all, right? So no. I think we all thought he would, I mean, nobody thought he'd be that bad. So it, it's easy. Instagram was his priority. Yeah, <laughs> changing that bio. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly, because we have jumped around a little bit, we did give you our predictions for the East. So we got to give it to you for the West as well. We got the Jazz and the Clips in round one. I think this is not a bad matchup for the Clippers, to be honest with you, because I mean they got stoppers on the perimeter when they want to. We saw it today in, in game six when they just said, hey, Kawhi's going to go take Luka, and that's just going to be that. So I think they can only, I mean, they don't have to do that with Utah a lot of the time, and this sort of benefits them in a lot of ways, I think. So I'm going to take them in six, but you guys with me or against me? Um, I'd love to take the Jazz here, but I'm I'm just scared Kawhi is gonna go Terminator mode. Um, he, he I just think he's gonna get better with every series. Um, I honestly think it, it could go seven here um, for many reasons. Um, I think the Jazz are a great scoring team. We've seen them. Uh, th if the three ball is falling for them, it'll be great. Donovan Mitchell is also like a, a their, their star, a guy who can give you 25 easily every night. And um, one of the big things we saw the. Um, the Clippers struggle with Dallas's size. 
They kind of had like a Porzingis Marjanovic lineup there that they kind of couldn't really handle. And just Gobert alone is way taller than any guy they're going to have out there unless they put Zubats, but Zubats isn't really starting games. So I, if they could expose that area of the game where, where Gobert gives you a bunch of points by just like the layups and dunks, um, I think it could prove to be really challenging for the Clippers. Maybe a little boogie cousins in this series, extra six fouls to throw yeah, out. There. Why not? Yeah. I, I think you'll see more Zubac just to your point. Like yeah. he, he couldn't have played in the last series. He's not mobile enough, but in this one, you can just stick him down there. Yeah. I've been vocal in, in kind of supporting Utah. I think they're a really good team. And I think the Gobert, uh, Mitchell pick and roll is one of the best in the league. I think it's up there with what we've seen from like Trey Young and Clint Capella. It's it's yep. almost unstoppable at times. So I agree with Alex. I think that Gobert could give them trouble. And for that reason, I think it'll go long. I think it'll go seven. But I agree also to Phil's point. I like the the perimeter stoppers they have and the ability that Paul George and Kawhi have to stop the guys they need to stop and score when they need to score. And I think Kawhi, like we've all said, is playing at a level that we've only ever really seen from him maybe when he was with Toronto or a few other times. In his oh, career. I saw it a lot. <laughs> I just don't I, um, see it anymore. And just quickly, I just want to see how the Clippers are going to, because when they played Dallas, it was really just about stopping Luca. If you stopped Luca, you probably won the game. Now, I don't think it's just like, it, it's not, you just, just stop Donovan Mitchell. I think Utah's got a lot of scoring. Um, and I want to see how other guys match up against like Jordan Clarkson, Conley, um Bogdanovich uh those type of guys like Royce O'Neal like he could he could even give you like over 15 points a game so I want to see how they match up with those guys as well yeah that's a fair point but we've all uh we're all rolling with LAC unfortunately unfortunately keyword I love that we've all keyed in and we're an anti-clipper show that's great not gonna go there but well you're by association <laughs> guilty by association also battle of the owners there in the mavericks uh clipper series because every like 10 minutes i felt like they were panning to balmer and cuban yeah, yeah there so, was a lot of a lot action of shots i'm okay with that though those are like two yeah. like the primary like owners yeah. in the nba yeah yeah mark cuban was looking a little old though he had some gray hairs in there that was a little surprising old yeah. but he was still draining threes yeah he was giving pre-game <laughs> oh yeah knock him down mark uh other series in the west we obviously touched on a little bit but we got suns and nugs i will take the suns in six just i Jokic is amazing and the stuff he's brought out of his role players i i honestly could see any of these teams winning so it's not that i don't like any of them but i'll just take phoenix in six i think that Denver's lack of a bench and role players is going to come back to hurt him at some point and phoenix is pretty deep and riding high yeah I, uh, I agree. I think I'll take the hot hand kind of here. And Phil and I kind of talked about this uh, a little while ago, but I think that Jokic has stepped up to kind of fill at least a little bit of the Murray hole just in his just overall production, scoring, decision-making, makes the right pass at the right time, decision-making, all that. But obviously I think the Suns are a much better team than what the Portland Trailblazers were in, in most facets of the game. And obviously they're playing better than they've ever played. So I like the series to be maybe a six or even seven game series, but I would also take the Suns. I'll take the hot hand in the series. Yeah, I already already said I'll I'll take the Suns here, but like Phil said, um, I'm just gonna reiterate that point. I just think Denver's lack of depth is gonna catch up with them eventually. Jokic can he's unbelievable, like we said in Porter, but then after that, I mean, they're getting Will Barton back, but he's so up and down all the time. Like he makes stupid. He's not the smartest player I've ever seen. Um, out there on the court so and I just think the Suns have way too much depth and are getting way too many contributions from everybody so yeah I'm with you the whole way I like it we can quickly do the east too because we're still pretty early in each of these series as we're recording 1-0 in each Brooklyn up and Atlanta up Uh, any opinions change in those first games or I think they sort of went by the book like Alex you said before the series like you touched on in loser of the week there Uh, if Budenholzer wasn't going to wake up and play grown man minutes for these guys they were going to be in trouble and uh here we are looking at the same problem well i'm already like losing faith like i said like i i thought that something would change um he even quoted that i thought our guys left it all out there you can't leave it all out there man if you're playing half an hour a game and if your stars are playing like 15 20 minutes together it just doesn't work like that 
Um, I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith here. I need Giannis to play more. Um, so we also have to see where this Harden injury goes. If he's out for a bit, you know, it's it's not obviously not the same if you have Harden versus if you don't have Harden. But wow, KD and KD and Kyrie played great. So yeah, I, you know, I'll I'll give it a little more. I'm still going with the Bucks here, but he's got to change that those lineup minutes. Budenholzer. Yeah, uh, I'm like. They went six of thirty from three. You're not going to win a game going six of thirty from yeah. three. That's not going to last forever. And I think as long as he fixes the bench and I said it, Jeff Teague playing playoff minutes is just disgusting. That dude was washed up like three years ago. Yeah. Uh, why are you playing ten guys? Cut it down. Give these guys more minutes. They should have won one where they, I mean, where Harden exits forty seconds in. But the game tomorrow or today, from when you're hearing this, is going to be a big test for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we kind of saw the same story against against the Heat as well, where they opened up shooting really poorly. You said they shot six of thirty. I think against Miami they hit four of something close to that. They hit on you yeah, know, high brutal. volume, and uh, you know obviously it didn't last in that series, and they kind of came back to where they they can be and they shot a much better percentage for the rest of the series and obviously they ended up sweeping. So I think we haven't seen the best the Bucks can play. And a lot of that obviously has to do with matchups as well, and not necessarily matchups, but but lineups and minutes and rotations. Um, but I also loved what I saw from KD and and Kyrie. I think they stepped up in James Harden's ab- absence, um, and especially if Harden's able to play relatively soon in this series, I still like the Nets. Yeah, that's uh, we're all staying the same. I respect yeah. that. And uh, Atlanta won game one. That was a little bit of a surprise for most, I would say. But I think there's positives to take for both. Doc Rivers choked the game away by putting in the all-bench unit, which Atlanta went plus 14 with on the floor and promptly rattled off an 18-0 run. That was... (laughs) I mean, he's done that before. It's it's not like it's... He better just stop doing it. Average coaching, I think, in the Sixers are winning this series. But Embiid looked great. Like he might be the best player in the playoffs, even though he's got the one knee. I, I, he was fantastic. Thirty nine points. Uh, you, you, I'd want to see more of Simmons and Thibel on uh, Trey Young too, because Danny Green just got toasted. But I think they'll. Do, I think Simmons even said we're doing more of that in game two. Like he wants to take him. So go ahead, Alex. Yeah. Uh, if we're, I know uh, all I've been hearing this year is Philly's defense. Philly's defense. Um, you know. They said Green was great, but he got cooked. Simmons and, and Thibault are their other two big guys on defense. So if they if they want to win this series, they're gonna to have to put those guys on Trey Young because the Hawks had um, Hawks had five guys in uh, in double digits today. I, I think if Philly can bring their defense I and mean, like you said have average coaching, they they could pull it on top. But you know what? I'm still gonna go with Atlanta here. I I still think they they can they can bang here with Philly and and they did it. They showed that today. So obviously Atlanta played super well, and I think they're unbelievable. Especially Trey Young. He was getting to his spot at will and finding open shooters. Like his ability to find the open man, whether it's the roller or whether it's the you know corner three skip pass whether it's hurt or whoever it is, he's able to find the guy that he needs to find in the right moment. And if it's not there, he'll just pull up from 80 feet and hit it. So he's ridiculous, but I don't think it was necessarily him that won the game. I think a lot of it was doc rivers that kind of lost it. And you saw at the end of the game when they brought their, their guys in, they brought Thibel in and everybody, they went on like an 11 Oh run. I think the Sixers did, and they were able to bring the game close and they almost won it. Yeah. So, I agree with you. I love to, I'd love to see more minutes from Thibel. He even was shooting the ball a little bit, which was nice to see. So I think if they're able to fix these minor little issues they have, I, I still like the Sixers in six or seven. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Just like even in the second half there, they went to that lineup more. They cut out the bench. They yeah. weren't using green as much on Young, and it was looking a whole lot better. So yeah. that at least made me feel a little bit better about things. And the hope for them is Milwaukee and Brooklyn just beat each other up and they can – have a quick go of it uh that's it for the nba though we'll be back talking more about that on friday morning but uh what are you guys going to be watching this week what do you guys got circled on the calendar looking forward to alex yeah uh probably just just more basketball if i'm being honest i mean these these matchups are great i'm i'm really excited to see the nuggets and suns go out i think that might be my uh favorite series out of these four i really want to see what what Jokic does because i was i thought <laughs> Him playing against Portland was unreal. And then 
Paul, Paul and Booker. I want to see what they can do too. So going to be good. And my, uh, my golden Knights here, they, they tied the series against the avalanche went down 2-0, but pummeled them today. 5-1. So, um, Oh, two, two, five, one scores today. Uh, the Canadians beat the jets too. Wow. Look at that Uh, symmetry. Yeah. Five, one in there. And they're leading the series three. Oh, excuse me. Gonna be gonna be watching the Knights here, Knights and uh, Avalanche, because that's been an absolutely hell of a series. Yeah, that's top of my list too. The, those games have been so fast paced, so fun to watch. Pretty Phil Barnes in both. I'm loving it. So uh, that's definitely the top of mind. And these Islanders, best of three right now. I know the Islanders play a boring brand of hockey, and I don't love watching the Bruins either. But seeing a tight series down into the wire like this, I'm gonna be watching that too. Yeah. Phil, sorry, just quick question. How do you feel about uh, the team that beat you 4-0 in the series is now down 3-0? No comment. The, no comment. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I know you guys were kind of saving this for last, but I think I speak for everybody when the number one event we're going to be watching this week is, uh, I think it's next weekend, is... Bryce Hall versus Austin McBroom. Hell yeah, baby, let's go. <laughs> yes. I know we're all going to be we're all going to be up early for that one. June 12th. June 12th. I know it's at night, but I think we're going to be decaying it and we're going to be up yep. at I'm going to be up at 5. I don't know. Yeah, you I actually I actually might drive down wherever it is. So, if I can <laughs> just, just evade the border. Stats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, that's number 1 for me, just a absolute shaker of a sporting event. And then I'm going to be watching the Jays, of course. That's you know. right, baby. Let's go. We got we got White Sox and then Red Sox on the schedules. So a lot of socks. Some important. I'm, I might go no socks the whole week. <laughs> yeah, dude. Rep the Jays. Same, dude. Same. <laughs> but yeah, there's a couple of big series and then just NBA basketball. So a lot on the lot on the docket here for this week coming. Vladdy Vladdy's been on a tear, boys. Eh? Yeah. Oh, when is he not? Holy shit! Yeah. Man is the god. Shout out to Vladdy the goat MVP this year. You can feel it coming. Just quick on the TikTok, uh, it reminded me I saw. Some of those TikTok kids, I think it was like, uh, what's what's her name? One of those D'Amelio sisters and her boyfriend were at Tom Brady's freaking house doing TikToks. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw TikTok, that. It was so Tommy. crazy. Oh, my God. Like, imagine going to, like, a guy who's won the Super Bowl, what, seven times? What, like, maybe the best athlete of all time. And you're just like, yo, what do you do? I just dance in the camera for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. I'm a champ. <laughs> I'm the goat. I know what it takes. Yeah, I'm the goat <laughs> athlete of my sport too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we can launch into hot take of the week here to finish us off. Take us home. You know what we like to do. Get on Twitter. Find the worst takes imaginable, the hottest takes. I don't even want to say worst because you know what? They could be right. But what did you guys dig up this week? So I'll, I'll, I'll lead us off here. Uh, Max Kellerman. Facts Kellerman. Facts Kellerman, uh, baby. He tweeted out uh, once the Lakers got eliminated, he said, so instead of a Lakers Clippers conference finals, we're going to get a Denver Utah question mark. And instead of a, this is the best part. And instead of a New York Knicks versus LA finals, maybe (laughs) Utah versus Milwaukee league's got to be happy about that. I mean, all right. You know what? Everyone loves Lakers Clippers. That probably would have been a sick Western Conference final. But the fact that he said that New York might like, could make it to the finals <laughs> to face one of the LA teams, get through whoever I guess they'd play Philly now, and then get through one of Nets Bucks is is blasphemy. It's I, I can't believe he said that. So he's an absolutely joke of a character. I mean, Utah, Milwaukee, who cares, man? I'd watch that. Doesn't matter. I'm sure at least he didn't say, at least he didn't say Milwaukee versus Phoenix because that's my dream matchup. Yeah. He didn't take yours. Otherwise, he'd be listening. Yeah. (laughs) What'd you dig up this week going? So I found this one just going through Twitter. um, And it's from this guy who runs a podcast as well. So shout out to the fellow podcast out there. But I can't defend his take. He says, Friendly reminder that there isn't a single thing about Tom Brady's game that's special or transcendent. He was drafted to the perfect situation and won a series of rings off of elite coaching slash defense slash kicking slash cheating along (laughs) with the worst division on an annual basis. And then it's a picture. It's a gif of uh, Tom Brady crying after winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know who wins that one. I mean, Tom Brady was carried by kicking. I guess he is right. I know. Imagine accidentally winning like seven Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Lucked into them. Could Locked have been into them all. Wow. Yeah. Could have been Tyrod. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I guess we can just all 
just pencil in Jared Stidham for seven straight, not seven straight, but seven Super Bowls in his career. He's going to be a multi-Super Bowl winning champion. Yeah. Um, or Mac Jones or whoever it is. Both, both. It doesn't, it's not like it matters. Whoever, put whoever in there, they'll probably win seven. So Looking better than expected. Yeah. So Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe? Probably. Yeah, I guess. Unre- unreal record in the NFC championships. Like, you know. Yeah. If only he had better kicking. Or I yeah. feel like, a lot of these guys tend to be huge Drew Brees fans, and they just talk about oh, all yeah. the yards, all the yards, all the yards. That's scary accurate. So yeah, they're those, Drew Brees is the greatest. Yeah, he of all played time. inside for twelve to sixteen <laughs> games for fifteen years, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're the guys that say he's a top five quarterback of all time, and yeah. I don't think he's even like top fifteen. <laughs> wow, that, that's big. Top fifteen. <laughs> I'm putting him outside top ten, maybe like low low top end ten. I don't. Yeah, know. I would give him low top ten between top five and top ten. I well, there we go. Look yeah. at that. All time quarterback list is coming next yeah, episode. Soon. Yeah, don't worry. That, we'll keep these in that one into the blue moon. Yeah. Uh, here's what I got this week. So I found basically there is no bigger Texans fan in the world than this guy I found. Cause I was trying to do some research about the Texans earlier. And uh, this guy, he was posting highlights of David Johnson saying he was going to return to prime form, all this stuff, you know, just, just real Texans fanatic pictures of Philip Lindsay. He's looking scary with like the devil emoji, stuff like that. Anyway, he let go of this scorcher this morning. All I know is last time Julio Jones played against the Texans, he was locked up by Bradley Roby, three receptions for 42 yards. So he is not afraid of Julio going into his division because the Texans have the lockdown corner. So don't be afraid. Bradley Roby, wow, that guy. I mean, he's you don't want to face him at all. It's not like Julio Jones has like a six-inch height advantage on him or anything. No, it's it's not like that at all. Yeah, it's not like Julio Jones was lining up next to Taylor Gabriel and Hayden yeah. Hurst for the last three years, and yeah. they didn't have to worry about him. Now he's got AJ Brown, but don't worry, we got Bradley Roby. He's going to lock him up. So look forward to that. They're playing in Week 18 in Houston. So oh, that's a big matchup for Houston. Hey, Week yeah. 18. That's They're probably like... be trying to go like two and se- two and 15. So yeah. a lot of pressure that's on good. them there. Yeah. Exactly. Play themselves out of the number one pick, maybe. Yeah, because they want to grow the culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Set the tone. New coach fighting for his job. You got, you got to see it coming. There it is in the books. Ten out of ten. I love it. We did it again. Feels good. Feels good to be in the digs right now. It does. It really yeah. does. You're only going to get better when Alex is joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Today we were two of three. We're going to be uh, three of three on Thursday or fr- maybe Friday. So there you go. It's going to be unbelievable. So stay on the lookout. Good stuff. We're going to keep pumping it out. So keep waiting. More is on the way. We're just getting started over here. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we do a little bit of uh, TikToks versus YouTubers predictions there. (laughs) Wow. Honestly, that's called a tease. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay. We'll talk to you again on Friday morning.